sweet friends. Thank you so incredibly much for tuning into the Collectivology Podcast. My name is Jillian Cullinan and I am your host. My prayer for you is that you leave feeling enlightened to share the wild dreams in your heart and encouraged to dive deeper into passionately understanding yourself and those around you in this journal narrative styled podcast. Thank you so incredibly much for tuning in to the first episode of the Collectivology Podcast. I specifically felt it on my heart to be able to build an environment where people feel that they can come and they can feel accepted and loved and understood um, really just by navigating through the highs and lows of my own personal testimony and the experiences that I've gone through, the advice that I can give, the the endeavors that I wish to try. And I just really wanted to invite you along on that journey with me so that we can be able to grow together, um, to be able to bloom with one another. And yeah, that's just so beautiful. That was That's kind of what I felt in my heart. So you can come here and you can take off your mask and you can feel like you can actually just be who you were always meant to be. So don't be afraid to get comfortable or uncomfortable. Honestly, uncomfortability moves us into into some uh, some passionate movements in our lives. And honestly, I'm very thankful for the times that I've ever felt uncomfortable. All right, so a little about me. I've spent five years documenting my story in journals. And I recently had this thought occur to me. I was like, why am I not doing that in my life right now? Why am I not just pouring out into people and trying to share my story on a platform that's so easily accessible to so many people? So. That was kind of what my vision was behind this. So something that you should know about me is currently I am a ministry major, 20 years old, about to turn 21 on June 27th. I'm very, very excited. And I'm trying to navigate through the difficulties of life, of, of trying to, to face my insecurities and to understand them and to lead in spite of them and to just really let the Lord work through me, even when I feel that I do not have the strength to do so. So yeah, I mean, it honestly took a while for me to, to accept the whole wanting to be in ministry thing or, or feeling called to ministry specifically, because for a while I was like, I wanted to be a, a nurse. And then once I got into like science classes, I knew that that wasn't what I was supposed to do. It just didn't make any sense. And I didn't feel like forcing myself to fit into a mold that wasn't specifically created for me. So I changed my major from being a nursing study major to being a communication studies major. So I spent two years of my life getting up in front of people and giving out speeches for for things, whether trying to encourage them, motivate them, swayed them in some type of way. And I graduated with my associate's degree in communication studies in 2019. Yeah, so I graduated last year with that. And then I transferred to Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida, to where I felt it on my heart that it was finally time for me to stop self-sabotaging and telling myself that I wasn't enough to be in ministry because there's so many beautiful, wonderful people that the Lord uses. And then I decided to, to take the lunge myself and really go out there and put myself out there and, and see whatever the Lord had in store. So honestly, that was one of the, the most growing decisions I think that I've ever made because I was able to really embrace what the Lord had put in my heart and what he had been preparing me for, for, for four years since I became a Christian in 2016. 
And so, um, yeah, I accepted that and I've been trying really hard to get through these classes and sometimes it's, it's really difficult and it's also worse because you feel more convicted to, to really apply your life to studying the word of God because, um, being a ministry major that's what you have to do and so it's like when you don't want to read you're like oh I don't want to read the word of God like that's so tragic that's like so sad and so yeah I'm really that's honestly something that I'm trying to navigate through currently um because I'm I'm taking an online summer class which I don't know why I would do such a thing to myself but the gospel of John has been a great thing to learn about let me tell you so yeah uh, that is a little bit about me. What I feel like I've learned recently within the last few years about um, about calling and just doing things that you're not afraid of. I had to move all the way across the country by myself. This was the first time that I'd ever done such a thing. And I had to move to a place that I didn't know how I was going to be able to financially afford to live there at all. Thank God for loans. But yeah, so I packed up my things. I moved to Florida and I spent six months there. And during the six months, I remember when I first got to college, I was like, ah, oh, man, I really want to be in leadership. I really want to continue to pour out in people in the same way that I'd been pouring out into my kids um, at youth ministry. And so I just was like seeking for things like so, so incredibly much. And I remember uh, just feeling really defeated. I remember that there was nothing that was coming to life that I would be able to pursue. And it just kind of felt like I, I was dying. Like it felt like something inside of me was dying. And I, I truly believe that something inside of me was dying. I think that the Lord was just like, let's make you humble. Let's make you a, wo a woman of humility and let's see your willingness to, to surrender to me and let me navigate your life and allow you to, to go where I call you. And, and what's going to be like so beautiful is that we, I get to do that like with God by the way that he's, he's worked in me and he's given me these gifts and these talents and like, I don't want to waste them at all. And so, yeah, there was just that point where I, I felt like I was trying so hard and everything around me was failing. I couldn't get a part of, of any of the leadership teams. And it was just, it made me question my worth. It made me wonder, how am I worthy if I'm not pouring into other people? You know, if I'm not leading and uplifting them around me, like what is my worth? And so this led me into feeling depressed and insecure about who I thought that I truly was because I spent these last few years building up an image of myself um, to be able to be elevated for all of the great, wonderful things that I could do, you know, but then I started to take the spotlight and the glory away from God. And so I had this really honest moment of surrender and I was like, Lord, if you desire for me to be in leadership, please approach me with it. Like there will be an open door and I'm just going to walk in. But until then, I will just sit and wait and listen and still just love on the people around me to the best of my ability. So one of my like craziest experiences at Southeastern was actually when the Lord decided to answer this prayer because it came from 
a place of me having to sit back and, and heal through shame that had happened from, from breaking sexual barriers and from uh, all the shame that I had compiled on my being and been, that I had been carrying as baggage because I felt unworthy and I didn't know who I was. I was confused and I was lost. I, didn't, I wasn't able to put my identity in my group of friends anymore. I was trying to make friends with people and figure out where everything all fit together and where I was supposed to be. And so I was, I was desperate. I was broken in desperate need of healing. And so the Lord was super patient with me, took me through a very beautiful season where I got to have wonderful conversations with my professors at Southeastern. And he really just shed so much light on the subject. He, he shed so much light in a place that was so broken and so dark that I thought that it was untouchable, but it obviously wasn't untouchable for God's hand. So um, yeah, after I came out on the other side of that season, I was approached by the resident director of the building that I live in. And she said that she wanted to like go out for coffee with me. And then as we were sitting and we we're eating, she was talking about how one of the, um, the resident assistants would be stepping down for that semester. And they really needed someone to fill the position to be able to take over the hall and go in and counsel girls and pray for them and um, put forth effort towards making a creative community and just really like allowing light to shine to that place. And so she asked me if I would be willing to take the position. And I was sitting there and I was like, Lord, you are so good. I was like, yes, absolutely, 110%. I will take this because I just knew in my heart that it was, it was something that he wanted me to do. And it was so beautiful because being a resident assistant is – it's the most humbling experience that you can go through. It's not like you have the fame of being on a, a creative serving team or you have the fame of being on the worship team or you have the fame of being in some type of campus leadership outside of being an RA. Um, it's very much in the background. It's the nitty gritty and it's the, the late night phone calls, the late night messages. It's the going into dorm rooms and seeing girls crying and crying with them. And so it was just, I knew that, that that was what the Lord wanted me to do. And I just, I'd spent my whole life preparing for it. You know, it was like he had been equipping me and I had absolutely no idea that that's what he was doing this whole time. But as he was equipping me, I felt defeated because I couldn't see it, you know? And then when it finally came to light and I was able to see it, I knew that it was such a blessing and I was so incredibly thankful to be a part of it. And so, uh, yeah, I was an RA for, uh, well, it was pretty much, it was half of the year and then half of the semester because COVID started. And I remember we were sitting in a meeting and we were like kind of joking about it. And we we're like, oh, COVID's not a big deal. And then the next week they literally closed out our entire school. So that, that really sucked. Um, and so during this time, I ended up staying on campus for a couple more weeks because I just felt like that was where I was supposed to be. And I made such wonderful new friends. We had sleepovers. Um, I fell in love with the library, which I refused to go into before then. <laughs> we learned how to play volleyball. We hammocked, watched the sunset, and I cried often. And yeah, I feel like it's just... All of this together has really just called me into a time of contemplation 
of trying to figure out what, what exactly is the next step? How can I be growing and how can I be inviting people on that journey? How can we grow together? And how can we create spaces of vulnerability so that we would be able to, to mend our relationships around us, to be able to create a better world, to be able to make people feel more loved, to, make, to be able to make people feel more listened to. And so the deeper that we go within ourselves, the deeper that we can go with people. And so that's evident, like, that's it. That's all that I have. This is the, the beginning of something. I have no idea where it's going to go, but I would love if we can sit and figure it out together and just get rid of the script, you know, get rid of this whole idea of what's supposed to be perfect and just sit in the, the truthfulness of life and the truthfulness of the things that we go through and how we handle them. Even sometimes like I really do not handle things with grace at all. Sometimes I'm, I'm bratty and I'm really hurt and insecure, but you know what? I know that the Lord always uses that for redemption. I know that he's still working in me because I am alive right now. I'm sitting here, I'm breathing and I'm just so thankful and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for whatever the story is to come next. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed and I'm just going to close this in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you so incredibly much for, for everything that you are doing within us every single day, Lord God. Even if we're not aware of it, your presence is just so evident that your glory is seen, Lord God. And it is ultimately for your glory at the end of the day. For everything that we do, it is an outpouring of your heart through our hands, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for the ways that you work within us, Lord God. We thank you for the ways that you have catered to our stories, that you have seen us, Lord Jesus that we are not alone nor forgotten, but you see us, Lord God, and you meet us exactly where we're at, that you meet us in the, in the depths of our bedrooms, that you meet us in our cars, Lord Jesus, that you meet us when we're with friends, that you meet us when we cry, when we laugh, Lord Jesus. Thank you. In your name I pray, amen. We did it. We made it to the first episode of Collectivology. I'd love, love, love to hear your feedback on the Collectivology Insta page, which can be found at collectivology.podcast or via email, which is collectivology at gmail.com. It was so lovely chatting with you all, and I cannot wait until next time.